2: Right this way.
1: It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching
4: FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Yeah. kicking ass Dublin style two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox of the Year. You can listen to this show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended instructions. Installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So I got some good news for you guys. Ready oh, for some yeah. What's up? It's a football Friday. Yeah. It's a- Football okay. Friday right here all on right. FSR on two pros at a cup of Joe. You don't believe me? Take a I listen. We got the band in studio. Come they on. are masked up and ready to go. Yeah. Friday. Night it's great and time on. football. Uh, Come on, um. playoffs.
4: Yeah. yeah. Seating. yeah. No one knows. Two seats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. it doesn't nice. matter. It's a new audience. Football it is a That's football right. Friday here on FSR, and uh, we are happy to have you with us here as we take you all the way up through the end of the hour. And of course, the big story around the National Football League, the very latest on DeMar Hamlin. Uh, He's made a significant improvement according to the doctors there. He's still got the ventilator in, but uh, he is able to communicate via writing. First thing he did was ask uh, whether or not they won the game when he woke up. So uh, a lot of good news coming out of the situation with DeMar Hamlin and company there uh, with the Buffalo Bills. And so yesterday, their quarterback, Josh Allen, spoke with the media for the first time. He spoke about about the situation, and also their feeling about continuing forward and playing this weekend after all the news that came out this past Monday.
5: His dad said the first thing that he's going to ask when he wakes up is, who won the game? <laughs> and sure enough, that's what he did, man. And as teammates, he, he love hearing that response, that the first thing on his mind wasn't, you know, poor me. It was, how are my teammates doing? Did we win this game? That's powerful in itself. Obviously, we'll be playing with, I guess, less heavy hearts now, knowing that today's news was a lot of, a lot of tears of joy. I'll tell you that. But to know that that's that's what he wants, that's what his dad wants. I think guys are uh, excited to get out there. We want to go out there and play for three, and it'll be a, a huge driving force and and the emotion and, and the love of the game that we play with and for each other. Hopefully, we can get them back soon.
2: Uh, the Patriots have no chance this weekend, do they? It's over. Hmm. Like they they've got no shot. I mean, th- this is how do, how does Buffalo come out and lose this game with all that motivation and all that emotion? I just this feels like this is going to be a a big time weekend for the Buffalo Bills, and I would say Cincinnati as well too. I think Baltimore is probably up against it also because yeah. when, when you get that sort of relief from okay, we're over a big hurdle, a big step. Now we can just sort of focus on the football game with that still being top of mind and still present, but use that as motivation moving forward. It feels like the New England Patriots might be up against it this weekend. Might be yeah. a problem there.
3: No, and, and and you heard Josh Allen talk about it. I mean, it, it's you're playing for something that's bigger than yourselves, you know, and you're, and you're playing for someone too, and that, and that can be inspiring. And Not that the Buffalo Bills need any more inspiration. They're one of the best teams in the league. They were the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year, so – Not that they need any more motivation or uh, maybe even inspiration, but it definitely adds on top of that. And so I would imagine both. You know, look, you went over the uh, the the seating scenarios. I I don't know that we're going to have an issue because I think all the teams are going to win. You know, I think KC will win. I think you'll see Buffalo win. I think you'll see Cincinnati win. So it's it's not going to be as big of an issue when it's all said and done. But. I'm not sure if you want to go back through that scenario and try again not to, really. to simplify it.
2: No, no not yeah. really. Listen, I thought I did a pretty good job. I read what the NFL sent out, and if the NFL didn't like it or people didn't like it, blame the NFL. That's that's oh, wow. that's what I'm going to go with here. I mean, it's okay. not my problem. Let me, let
3: let me just was... read it again for everyone else well, to, to figure this out. You okay? go for it. If the Chiefs and Bills both win this weekend, okay, the AFC championship game, if those two are going to square off, would we'll be at a neutral site. So there you have it. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this is, you know, there's a, an article on Pro Football Talk that talked about how this actually goes against the rule books, <laughs> the rules that, that the owners obviously have agreed upon and written, even though they're, they're voting on all this and they're talking about the different coin flip scenarios that could take place between Cincinnati and Baltimore. Um, but, but in the rule book, it, it does not exist where there's a rule that talks about in a scenario like this, you go to a coin flip. And so it feels like the NFL is kind of making this up on the run, even though they do already have rules in place to handle this.
2: Well, listen, you know, you got to, uh, you know, you got to account for certain situations, and they'll adjust on the fly. And that's the NFL can figure out a, a rhyme or a reason, whatever. They it it want
3: feels to. like they're building the plane while they're flying it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and, but <laughs> like they've already got the rules in place to handle a situation like this. <laughs>
2: hey, do you, we get that wing figured out? Oh. <laughs> Good point. Hold on, uh, just uh, focus on the on the skies there. I'll get this whole thing handled here on this side. Yeah, it's. I just think I, I'm with you. I think Buffalo's going to win. I think Kansas City's going to win, and then we go from there. Uh, the neutral site, you know, I'm curious to see what they go with that. I saw. Well, I mean, why not Vegas? Why wouldn't you just you know roll out to Vegas? Like, let's turn this into something here. If you want nice weather and you want it to be totally how does neutral, how your voice
3: change when you talk about Vegas?
2: Whose voice doesn't change when they
3: talk about Vegas? You're like, yeah, it's go to Vegas. You don't get like, that just, cigarette a little voice. Creepier. You don't get that cigarette voice when you talk about Vegas. It's not cigarettes. Like you just get a little creepier. What
2: do you mean?
6: What do you mean? What I mean?
2: Like what? What sort of uh, tone Mention of the, the voice AFC are you talking Championship about? game
6: being played well, what in what Vegas? Doing? Again. He's doing it right now. Yeah. You know
2: there is the potential that the AFC Championship could
3: be played in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> What's wrong with
2: you? It just, don't you get a different vibe when Vegas gets thrown into the mix? I
3: think your Vegas experiences and my Vegas experiences have been two different things.
2: Well, yeah, because you had money. Well, right. When you don't have a lot of money, well, you're struggling. I, I, by
3: the way, I didn't lose all my money making awful bets and gambling. I was trying to Listen, I was trying
2: to make a profit early. I showed up there with a little bit of money. I said, if well, I can hit this one bet, I'm going to have a good time. I lost. I didn't have a great time. So, that's, I mean, that's the truth. What would you do the next time you went back? The same exact thing. It oh, okay. like I, I'm I'm a firm believer in it. it's not me, it's them. So there must that must have been their problem. So let me go back and get this right. And I never yeah. got it right. Which is why it was I So high all limit
3: the time. slots, what were you playing?
2: I went into a high limit slot one time, the five dollar spin, and I went with a twenty dollar bill and it was so fast it was gone so fast that I was just shook and I never went back to that room ever again. I think it was at the Luxor too. Did
3: you did you even get a free beer? No, they're <laughs> they're
2: not, not handing out free drinks. No. to They knew I they knew I was not at I had no business being in a high limit room in Vegas. They knew right off the bat. Like I'm not I like you guys. It. You go in with celebrities. I go in there just a cup of Joe. All right, just trying to enjoy myself. Have a nice ice cold Bud Light, and then you know walk around and hopefully get something else for free. And nothing else came for free, and I lost all my money. So there's all that. And by the way. The Raiders and uh, the disrespect uh, being thrown at Jared Stidham. You really think Jared Stidham's going to go out there and struggle in his in his follow up performance against the Kansas City Chiefs? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You don't you don't think Jared Stidham can get it done against the Kansas City Chiefs?
3: I, I don't personally. Okay. No.
2: I don't either. So I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page there. So yeah, it <laughs> looks like Kansas City and Buffalo are going to win this but they weekend.
6: They do play them very well. I mean, the Raiders well, they did with Derek Carr very well. We don't know with Jared Stidham now. It's going to be a different, well, different deal we'll, now.
3: Yeah.
2: By the way, do you I see mean, the reports? Just,
3: just dispute that.
2: That apparently uh, the Raiders soured on Derek Carr weeks ago. That was one of the reports, that this
3: had been in the works for a little while now. So, Why did they do it sooner then? I don't know. <laughs> You got love reports like this that come out. If you're really know. that concerned and soured on them, why don't you do it sooner?
2: Oh man, what a mess. Uh so that is the that's the situation there when it comes to the AFC playoff picture and then obviously we got some uh, some NFC seating to to figure out. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, there's some potential he could play this upcoming weekend and so if they get a win, they they clinch the one seed, they'll get that bye week which they desperately need. Uh the the New York Giants are the uh, team in question against Philadelphia. So,
3: why aren't we talking about that particular injury more? You know, Nick Sirianni, their head coach, talked about how, uh, what is it? He's he's like a Wolverine. You know, he heals faster and better than everyone else. <laughs> yes. and, and wouldn't he be back playing by now if that was the case? I mean, it, my understanding is the injury is more about uh, inflammation and pain tolerance. It's not structural, unless there's more to it that we don't know.
2: Do you think that they probably expected that? They could have won one of these games with Gardner Minshew, and yes. now they're kind of in a spot going, "Oh boy." Yeah, I, but I mean, the Giants aren't going to play their starters this weekend, right? I wouldn't imagine. Like, what what are the, what do the Giants have to play for?
3: That's the thing is, I I, I never really know. And these unless you unless you can get a buy, you know, for me, it's like I I don't think it's worth trying to play the game of well, we want this matchup, so we're going to play win this. Unless you know you can get that matchup, right? Depending on when the timing of the games would go. And so that's, that's, that's the only thing that I think you'd contemplate is, it, are you playing for a bye? If not, okay, what's the point? Give your guys some rest unless you feel like you need to play this game to get a, a, a predictable matchup if you win in the next round as opposed to having to play someone else. But the, 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 you're only kicking the can down the road in that case, right? Like eventually you're going to have to play one of the top teams, you'd think, in either one of the conferences, even if that is your mindset going into it.
2: Mm. By the way, Giants-Vikings first round, they played a couple weeks ago. It was a damn good game. That's not exactly a shoe in win for Minnesota if they get the Giants in the first round. That could no. be a problem.
3: So is could... anything a shoe in win for Minnesota? Well, yeah,
6: fair point. Yeah, they're inconsistent.
2: Yeah, they've been uh, yeah. been pretty rocky, pretty up and down the Minnesota the, Vikings
6: have. The,
3: the last thing I would just say in regards to this, too, is you know, when you're looking at the playoffs in amongst all these teams... I think at the end of the day, like, it really just comes down to kind of quarterback play and what we think. But, you know, when we talked about teams and seedings and, and this scenario the NFL has laid out, I, I wonder what the owners are saying only that, you know, for those teams that had a chance to host an AFC championship game. Like, that's a lot of money out of their pocket. Yeah. yeah. You know, people don't tend to understand, like, those games are huge. And it's additional money that you don't really, you know, budget in or, or account as far as your projections and how it impacts the local economy. I mean, if, if I'm an owner of one of those groups, like I don't know that I'm all that comfortable with a neutral game site. Like, I might say, hey, look, this is the rule that's in the rule book. This is who should be, you know, actually playing this game. And this is where the game should be played. We have rules for this. Uh, and trying to fight for those additional funds and money that should be coming to them. I mean, I, I wonder if that's part of the conversation, too, going on behind closed doors and how much that factors into a team wanting to play their starters. Right? Hey, we can get the two seed, then we're guaranteeing ourselves a win in the wild card round. Or we'll get another home game in the divisional round as well. Like, I wonder how much that conversation comes up with owners and the decisions they're making right now, or even as, as these teams try to decide. Who they're going to be kind of playing this week, and if they're going to be playing to win?
2: It is a good point because you don't think about the revenue that gets brought in because we always t- talk about the Super Bowl and how much revenue is brought into these neutral site locations. But I I remember going to the Bears Saints NFC Championship game. You went to the Bears Packers NFC title game in 2011, correct? You were there in town.
3: Yeah, I was there. I, I mean, you could see you could see Chicago and the way like they had handled it. But I mean, I, will we oppose Indianapolis as a potential neutral well, site uh, game? Uh, for, no. For so what, Jim save? <laughs> He ends up being the winner. Ex- exactly,
2: <laughs> like you think about, like like people show up because I remember there were Saints fans there. There was like the way it was presented. That was a a massive deal. It's like the draft, like hosting the draft, all the revenue, everything that gets brought in there, and now all of a sudden it's just going to be gone. And then look, this is further down the road of importance, but we've talked about it earlier this week. Buffalo hasn't exactly had the easiest road as far as you know getting home games getting games played all of that stuff and I think we were talking a few weeks ago like man it would be pretty cool to see Buffalo get that AFC title game and to see the way they would present that the potential of being a snow game and now all of that is gone you know the revenue included again. Not saying that that should be, uh, you know, first and foremost, as far as the conversation goes, but that is an aspect of this. And you've got other people that have said, look, we understand the situation, but it's not exactly fair to us. I think Joe Mixon sent out a tweet saying he wasn't happy with just the proposal and what's going to happen with Cincinnati and Baltimore if they get into this whole thing. It's just there was no right way that they were going to be able to do this or no easy way to do it. And so I guess this is what they've come up with. But yeah. you know that's the way we are. I mean, they did have that bye week before the Super Bowl. They could have uh, could have moved some things around, shuffled some things up. But yeah, you got to protect the Pro Bowl. That's important. Maybe if you don't think so, ask uh, Alvin Kamara. He was allowed to play in a Pro Bowl last year after he beat up some guy (laughs) in an elevator. So just saying, that's, you know, it's important. All right. uh, We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right. So coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to get to the bottom of some updates around the NFL when it comes to the injury statuses of certain players. Obviously, DeMar Hamlin, we're going to have that conversation. But also, there's a situation at quarterback that doesn't make a lot of sense. And could it mean long-term implications? We'll have that for you right here on FSR.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
2: People at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today, or visit them at o'reillyauto.com/two-pros. That's o'reillyauto.com/two-pros. Lasik. Lasik.com.
1: Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created lasik.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
2: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Two pros and a cup of joe here on FSR. Coming up in about 20 minutes from now, we're going to spread them. Our picks against the spread as we get ready for a busy weekend in the world of football. But right now, we got a doctor in the house. Dr. David Chow, friend of the program, former NFL team doc for 17-plus years. He's the official injury expert of Fox Sports Radio. You can get him on Twitter. He's a fantastic follow at ProFootballDoc. Good morning, Dr. Chow. How are you? Morning, Doc. Good
0: morning. Good morning, guys. It's been Good a little morning. bit. How are you doing? Happy New Year, I guess, still, Happy sort of, right? Yeah, thanks same, for, same thanks to thanks you and yours. Thanks for early with us,
2: man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, so, Dr. Chow, i got to ask you, the latest news uh, when it comes to uh, DeMar Hamlin and just seeing that situation and how it's played out and the progress that he has made, what can you tell us to kind of break it down, the steps that we should be looking for when it comes to his recovery and what the timeline could look like?
0: Yeah, you know, certainly yesterday was great news and, and and literally the day the night it happened in game even minutes later I was sort of indicating and hoping for some cautious optimism and thankfully it has worked out and that's because there's no better place to collapse or have a heart attack unless you're in the hospital no better place than an NFL field because there's two dozen medical personnel, multiple defibrillators, oxygen, medicine cart, IV supplies, backboard, paramedics, the whole deal. And the Bengals and Bills, and the Bengals played a big role because of the home staff, did a fantastic job in saving his life. And anyone who says, well, why did it take him 30 minutes to get in the ambulance and drive off? Because you want to stabilize him there, because that's the principle. That's the most important thing. Would you rather have two dozen people helping out, or the ambulance Driver and a guy in the back, and maybe one doctor jumps in, try to deal with a bumpy ambulance ride on the way over. So they did a great job with that. As far as this, you know, at Sports Injury Central, I haven't. We stayed away purposely from speculation, more about perspective and framework. Uh, so, with that in mind, the fact that he has cognitive function was a huge step. The fact that he communicated and had purposeful hand movement is a huge step. And we're hoping from afar that the next normal process is maybe he can get the breathing tube out. And then that's sort of the next uh, step here.
3: Well, incredible stuff as always, Doc, just following you as you've continued to, you know, help. Uh, explain what's kind of going on behind the scenes and what the protocols are and everything else. Um, You've been a tremendous follow on social media to provide more clarity in all of this. I think the one thing that's not clear, though, and in trying to piece together how this all came about is how this happened initially. I mean, I I think we've got an idea, um, at least for some of the things that you've communicated uh, through Twitter, talking about um, the initial impact to the chest and I think that's the speculation but uh, in your mind I mean how rare is this uh, and also to that point or that question I guess also could there be something underlying that, that played a role in all of this or is, is this just a, a kind of one of those rare instances where a blunt force hit like that to your chest can cause this sort of event
0: well there's no question it's very rare Look, we drilled when I was Head team position. We drilled every training camp one time for this, you know, heart and spine thing every year. And the heart thing never happened for us. And around the league, it hasn't happened, right? Yet the league was repair- prepared and teams were prepared. We had one chain gang member, an elderly gentleman, collapse once. We treated him and he was fine, but we didn't have to do all of the rest of this uh stuff, and so it's very, very rare and I will add some some once again perspective and framework to this situation, Brady. but I think you understand that look the fact that we can talk more freely about it, start talking about the cause and and honestly talk about gains again now. Is just so good, because in the last couple of days, I think all you could do was just offer prayers and hope, right? Because everyone was so, so worried about this situation. Look, I put out there that there is a possibility that commotio cordis, um, agitation or disruption of the heart, Latin, or commotion in the heart, commotio and cordis, heart, were Electrical signals go haywire. And, and this is known as, you know, in Little League baseball, a uh, baseball hits the exact right spot of the front chest wall at the exact right millisecond of the EKG wave and causes this disruption, or a hockey puck, or a crossball, or a soccer ball. It's very unusual. It really hasn't happened much in pro sports. Is this related to that? Maybe. Uh, it can't be the whole cause, though. But there will be a time that we'll get a post on this and, and figure out the whole cause. But, you know, I see CNN, Wall Street Journal, everyone jumping in and saying this is commercial cortis. Maybe it's my fault because that first night I said this is one of the things that could happen. But since then, we've learned that he's been intubated still. He's had to go prone because of lung issues, so he's clearly got some pulmonary issues, maybe pulmonary contusion, lung contusion, maybe heart contusion. The most famous example of commotio cortis, and this is why I'm saying mainstream media is not correct to say this is commotial cortis and that's it in my opinion. Now, full disclosure, you guys know I'm an orthopedist, right? Head team physician. I dealt with the cardiologists, intensivists, and primary care docs. I've talked to a lot of other specialists about this. I'm not a cardiologist, but this is a joint opinion of the physicians that I've spoken to. The reason why is Chris Pronger in 1998 for the Flyers during the Stanley Cup playoffs got a puck to the chest, commotion of cordis resuscitated, and he played two days later Jeez. in the Stanley Cup finals and went on to a twelve year career. Is this the same picture? That's all I'm saying, okay? From afar. I'm not trying to diagnose Hamlin. I'm not trying to assign that it wasn't at all commotial cortis. And commercial cortis may have been a part of this. But there's clearly a little more to it is all. And that's why I tweeted what I did yesterday. I stayed pretty quiet. I was really happy about the cognitive function. But I think as the world was celebrating, I was saying, mm, great step. Let's cheer absolutely. I sort of always expected his brain function to be normal because of the super excellent, very quick action on the field by the medical staff. But, you know, there's still a lung issue and some other issues, and let's keep our prayers going. That's all
6: I'm saying. Doc, when, when a situation like this occurs, it, it's so front of mind. It's so present in how you interpret a lot of the things that you just said and, and giving reasoning on, on everything that's happened. And then there's always, is there going to be a knee-jerk reaction is there going to be a uh, calculated action? Like, how do you see moving forward? Like, everybody is allotting the, the protocol and how everything took place and how that was, and you mentioned just, that's the perfect place to, if you're going to have a, a, a scenario like that play out. Um, how How do you see it from your perspective, being a part of the NFL at one point in time, And and just understanding the severities of what could possibly take place, which I don't feel like that's something that's new. Right. You guys are already thinking about those things and preparing for those things. If it were to happen, do you see there being any type of public um, way of acknowledging it where it, it it's kind of. I don't know maybe like a response to, to ease people's minds on on what football represents.
0: Well, you know, I've always said football is not a contact sport, basketball is a contact sport, football is a collision sport, right? That's what I've always said. And yet this really disturbed me. I mean, if you if you play back and go back to the Philly Twitter timeline when he real time when he was hit, I didn't see it as oh, my God, that bad. And when the replay came coming out of commercial um, and the way that he got up and then collapsed, I immediately tweeted, the worry is for the player. This is heart-related, and there's no better place to go down than on an NFL field. This is not concussion. This is heart-related. And I had no idea this was going to CPR and the whole deal and intubation at the time. But then when that happened, in terms of reaction, like, everyone's affected by this. I mean, I said, you know, a few minutes later when, you know, they were, quote, just delaying the game, I said, I hope to God they restart this game because the only way they can get players back on the field to play again is if somehow behind the scenes, they know DeMar Hamlin's going to be okay. And without that knowledge, you guys can shut I me, mean, I don't see how anyone could have taken the field again. This was totally different than Josh Sweat this past Sunday on a spine board going off. Look, we worry about paralysis and the whole deal, and Ryan Shazier incident happened in that same stadium years ago. But we've all seen, and players, and you guys have all seen people, carted off on a spine board and a collar, but you see their extremities move, and you get the thumbs up, and you you don't like it. It's not easy. It's your comrade and teammate and brother. But you've seen that movie before, even though you don't like it at all. It's a totally different situation for this to happen. And we didn't see it on TV, thankful, thankful to ESPN. They did a good job. But to see someone get CPR live and get defibrillated live, shocked live, and it's your brother, comrade, and teammate is incredibly disturbing. And my guess is most of your audience, 99.9% of it, has ever seen any CPR performed before and that's very disconcerting and just to put it in perspective this was a huge game people like were looking forward to it in cincinnati and i get that they're uh cincinnati people are really nice and the whole deal but i don't care if it was in new york city or or philadelphia or any place when they canceled the game there was no beer throwing there was no booing there was nothing it was just silent you know why guys because the people in the stadium saw an athletic trainer straddle Damar Hamlin and start pumping on his chest. I mean, we didn't see it on ESPN, but they saw it. And that's why there wasn't a single boo when they said the game's being canceled. They understood what was happening. Doctor, that, da- That's a big part of it, yeah. Uh,
2: Dr. David Chow joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at ProFootballDoc. Uh, this is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on FSR. All right, so Dr. Chow, i got to ask you. The hell's going on with Lamar Jackson? What what is the status? What is the injury? What are we looking at here? Because now there's some speculation that you know maybe he won't be ready for the playoff game, and we're over a month since the actual injury took place.
0: Well, look, I'm thrilled to be talking about football, okay, <laughs> and 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 that's awesome. Although it's still injuries when Lamar went down a little over a month ago. You know, at Sports Central, we did a live video breaking, it, breaking into the war room saying that's a left knee PCL strain uh, sprain and he's not coming back to the game. And this is a multi-week absence. Now, best case scenario <clears throat> with a mild grade one PCL would be would have been late December slash now. Obviously, it's not the best case scenario. We said last week uh, he's not playing in week 18, even if it's meaningful. And I don't... Look, I don't know Lamar personally. I'm not in Baltimore. I'm not on the ground. I have fielded a bunch of calls from media people saying, hey, is this, you know, related to the contract? What do you think? How can the knee be this long? I think this is where sometimes teams inadvertently hurt the player in the sense that they never said that this is a grade two pretty significant PCL. Instead, we had the... The, uh, the the water drip. Oh, maybe this week, not this week. Oh, maybe this week, not this week. Oh, maybe this week, not this week, right, in terms of team information. That's what they did last year with the ankle bone bruise, and we said he's out for the rest of the season. But we had four weeks of maybe this week, not this week. Now we did the same thing. So I think that's where the, the rumbling starts on, is this related to the contract? Well, the same thing happened last year with his ankle bone bruise, and it wasn't related to a contract. I don't see that this is related to the contract. I think it's related to the injury, and it's expected that he's not playing this week. Is he playing for the playoff game? I believe wholeheartedly yes. If he doesn't try and play for the playoff game, then you could start the play- the uh, contract rumblings then. Will he be 100% for the playoff game? I don't know for sure. Now, you understand if this were no offense, my buddy Philip Rivers, he'd be playing already, not because he's tougher, but Philip doesn't move around. He's a pocket guy. Lamar needs to move around and, and, and be mobile to be effective. And it's probably part of the Ravens' plan to say, look, why are we going to risk a setback here? Uh, we want Lamar for 100% for that wild card game, or even 85. We don't want him at 65 in a setback. It's It's all in on that playoff game at this point in time even if this week were meaningful so i don't see that conspiracy theory that this is related to the contract
2: dr david chow former team doc for 17 plus years in the nfl he is the official injury expert of fox sports radio get him on twitter he's a fantastic follow at pro football doc that's at pro football doc on twitter dr chow we appreciate it uh, it was great visiting with you and hopefully we'll see you in arizona for the super bowl
3: Thanks, Doc. Thank you, guys. Okay.
2: There he is. It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox are you here. All right, so coming up next, we are going to spread them. It is our Picks Against the Spread final weekend of the regular season in the NFL, and those are yours for you right here on FSR.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeart Radio app. So uh, if you missed any of this program, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com for a Football Friday edition. It'll be posted shortly after we go off the air. We'll be back on the air coming up on Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. We're going to have a lot to look back on. Plus, we're going to have the national championship game. Maybe a, an update as to whether or not uh you know the losers at SoFi are going to let people tailgate or not. We'll get the latest on that. Are they going to
3: change that policy all know. of a sudden?
2: Maybe I mean, we can uh, help implement those changes. We got pl- We can throw some power around on this show, throw our weight I, around a little I'm bit. I'm hoping
3: I'm hoping Eddie Garcia can do something about that, you know. Yeah. Maybe he can help out with
2: that. I don't know. I mean, listen, he's uh, Eddie's a man about town. He's got, you know, the Steelers, the the Chargers to worry about. I mean, he's got bigger things to worry about than us and Bell and point. our our fights on this show Uh, but uh before we get to uh our picks against the spread do want to let you know we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code 2pros that's the number 2pros for a special offer when you sign up that's code 2pros the number 2pros only at DraftKings Sportsbook and so we are off and running here, week eighteen of the NFL and our picks against the spread. So Lee Delab, where do we stand on the season
7: with one more to go? Well, a little bit change, a little bit of a change in the standings. Uh, a little bit of a look back of last week: Panthers at Bucks. Everyone correctly picked the Bucks in that game. Yes. We also had Dolphins at Patriots minus three. Levar was the only one who correctly picked the Dolphins to cover in that one. Nice. Vikings at Packers. Brady. Said it as it happened. The Packers killed the Vikings. Brady was the only one who got that one correct. Then we had a little bit of a college football playoffs last week. We had TCU, of course, versus Michigan. And Brady, again, was the only one who picked TCU. Good job, Brady. Brady. Ohio State versus Georgia Brady and Jonas you guys correctly picked Ohio State. So a little bit of a change last week. Brady again with a strong week 4 and 1. Jonas and Lavar you guys both went 2 and 3. Brady extends his lead. He's got a 3-point lead on Lavar and a 5-point lead on you Jonas. I mean, and now, I hate this game. Now th- I,
2: I, I
3: don't even know why we play it. Now this is
2: updated. This I is quit. updated with yeah, the look back on me getting Before. jobbed on the Panthers Lions pick from a couple weeks ago. That
7: is correct. We have uh fixed those stats. Lavar lost a point, you gained a point. Jonas. That's ridiculous.
2: Well, what do you think, LeVar? What I, do you what do you want to
6: do? No, you're not going I'm not skip Bayless or sand. You don't want to get a reaction out of me. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, okay, you LeVar. know what? I'm, I'm chillin'. <laughs> All right, VAR. Hey, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 hey, let me tell you something. I'm chilling. I'm not I'm not going to do I got you VAR? Let me tell
2: you something. That took some di- that took some discipline. That's been in the holster for a long
7: time. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Uh, all right, so, Lee, what do we got this week? All right, fellas, big week in week 18. We're going to start off with some Saturday action. Battle for the AFC South. Titans at Jaguars. Jaguars are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Brady, what are you thinking? Oh, man. Um, this is tough. Because historically, Tennessee's been really
3: good versus Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Historically, that's been the case. Hasn't Derrick Henry ran all over them?
2: Yeah, all over everybody.
3: Uh <sighs> I'm going to lay the points with Jacksonville. I don't feel good about it, though.
6: What are you thinking, LeVar? Tennessee's going to win this game. Wow. Sorry, Tennessee. Wow. Love wow. It.
2: I'm going to take Tennessee getting the points. Yeah. I love the Jacksonville story, I'm but a stick, aren't I? I just – to think Jacksonville should be a six-and-a-half-point favorite over anybody other than the Bears is just disgusting. So I'm going to go ahead and take disgusting. the Titans wow. getting six-and-a-half
7: points here. We're going to move on to Sunday action. AFC East with the wild-card spot on the line for the Patriots. It's a win-and-in scenario for them. Patriots at the Bills. Bills are a touchdown favorite at home. Seven points. Brady, what do you think? Land
3: the points, Buffalo. Come on, this team's playing inspired. I think that it's, it's going to be a drumming. What do you think of Levar? Who are they playing again? Patriots at Bills. Bills <laughs> yeah, are the
6: Patriots. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think the the Patriots are going to play them tough. You know, even though I, I believe that they're going to be inspired, the Bills. That is, uh, yeah. I'm gonna take the points on this one. I'm yeah. gonna take, uh I'm
7: gonna take the Patriots.
2: Yeah, nice. the, the Patriots are getting piped in this game. Give me Buffalo and give me
3: the points.
7: All right, on to, uh, let's go, Ravens at Bengals. Bengals are seven-point favorites at home, Brady.
3: I mean, man, um, all these seven-point favorites, huh? This isn't easy to figure out. <laughs> those, I, I don't those, know, Baltimore those, Baltimore offensively has really struggled. Uh, it just seems like they're not the same offense without Lamar. So I'll, I'll weigh the points here. Uh, obviously still some stuff on the line there for Cincinnati too. Lamar? I'm going to take Cincinnati on this one.
2: These rap bastards at the sports books, they got us by the balls because it's week 18. We don't know who's playing. We don't know who's going to be playing for a portion of the game. Like, they're really making this tough on us. But I'll take the
7: Bengals. Right on. All right, you guys. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks are six-point favorites at home. Brady, what are you thinking? God, these are impossible. I'm telling you, it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, they're just – they're big numbers, like –
3: I'm gonna lay the points with Seattle. I, I feel like I'm playing. I'm going all chalk here, and I feel awful about it. So mm. probably be an awful week. I'm gonna lay the six points in Seattle. LA's got nothing to play for. How about you, Laura? I,
6: I'm gonna take the over on. I don't give a damn. But let's let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Seattle on this one. I'll take the
2: Rams. I don't know why, but I, I will take the L.A. Rams getting those points on the road.
7: Well, you got to make up some points yourself there, Jonas. Hey, kiss my ass, Lee. Lastly, <laughs> four Packers winning in. Lions at Packers at Lambeau. Packers are five-point favorites at home. What are you thinking, Brady? Oh, I'm laying the points with Green Bay. Yeah,
6: Yeah, I'm going to go with Green Bay as well.
2: I'm going to take the Lions. Uh-huh.
5: Wow, re- Dan Campbell's. Hey,
2: save this one, Lee. Why don't you F8 this and stick it afterwards. Oh, Lions win this game outright on Sunday Wow. Night. How no about way. that? Better not. Yeah, and yeah. what,
3: what, what no happens way. if they don't?
2: I don't know. I'll go back and delete this whole thing.
6: Never I'll said it. I'll deny it. it. Yeah. I'll deny everything. But,
2: you know, since you brought it up, I'm, I am willing to host a uh, two-hour show on a Saturday here at Hey, Arizona. you know
6: what? You do yeah. that. I'm going to listen to it, too. I'm not. In I've, fact, I'm going to take the time to tease that show, too. Yeah. How about
4: that? Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, oh,
0: oh, alright.